Welcome to second season of A New Voice of Freedom, the podcast taken from the four volumes In Defense of Christianity, written by Ronald Keith Messer, are now broadcast on weekdays. Podcast 18 of Season 2 is entitled, The Still Small Voice. Ron, what does it mean when the scriptures refer to the voice of the Lord? The Lord speaks in many voices. Please read Ezekiel 43, 2. And behold, the glory of the God of Israel came from the way of the east, and his voice was like a noise of many waters, and the earth shined with his glory. In Revelation 8, 4 through 5, John the Revelator records, And the smoke of the incense, which came with the prayers of the saints, ascended up before God out of the angel's hand. And the angel took the censer and filled it with fire of the altar, and cast it into the earth, and there were voices and thunderings and lightnings and an earthquake. But it was Elijah the prophet who was caught up in a chariot of fire and horses of fire and went up by a whirlwind into heaven who taught us what to listen for. Please read 1 Kings 19, 11-12. And he said, Go forth and stand upon the mount before the Lord. And behold, the Lord passed by, and a great and strong wind rent the mountains and brake in pieces the rocks before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind, and after the wind an earthquake, But the Lord was not in the earthquake, and after the earthquake a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire, and after the fire a still small voice. Often the Lord speaks in a whisper, but those who are not in tune with the Spirit cannot hear him. In Job 33.14 we are told, For God speaketh once, yea twice, yet man perceiveth it not. Perceive is an interesting verb. One would think hear would be more appropriate, so why does he use the verb perceive? The answer is quite simple. It is not the ear that hears the voice of the Lord, except when he speaks with thunder. It is the heart, yet the heart does not hear. The heart perceives, the heart feels his words. Those who are past feeling cannot hear the still small voice. The shepherd boy David, who is very familiar with the still small voice of the Lord, sings, Be still and know that I am God. Psalms 46.10 It is also the shepherd David who said, He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. Paul voiced it another way. He writes to the Galatians, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Galatians 5.22-23 It is Christ who said, My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. John 10.27 The message is that Christ speaks to everyone, for he is no respecter of persons. However, only his sheep hear his voice. In Psalms 95, 7, David counsels, For he is our God, and we are the people of his pasture, and the sheep of his hand, today, if ye will hear his voice. In other words, it is conditional, King David said, today, if ye will hear his voice. But let's examine the words of Elijah closely. What does he mean by the great and strong wind, the earthquake, and the fire? Have you ever suffered so intensely that it is like being caught up in a hurricane? In hurricane winds, you can't stand. 
you're blown about willy-nilly. In addition, in a high wind, things are hurled at you, which, if they strike, could cripple you or even take your life. In an earthquake, the ground is taken out from under your feet, and the earth wants to swallow you up. Or it shakes so violently that you can't stand, and the buildings that once gave you safety crumble and try to crush you. Fire, however, is perhaps an even more violent destruction. It creates pain so intense that one feels he cannot stand it any longer. As an earthquake is worse than a wind, a fire is worse than an earthquake. How many times do calamities come in threes until they appear as endless? In Proverbs we are counseled, Wait on the Lord, and he shall save thee. It is not easy to wait on the Lord when tragedies never cease, or when one seems worse than the previous. Another way to look at the triadic tragedy is this. Winds, earthquakes, and fires create loud noises that drown out the voice of the Lord. What if the Lord is saying, Don't blame me for the hurricane, the earthquake, or the fire. I am not punishing you. I want to help you. Be still and know that I am God. Also notice that it is after the calamities, not necessarily during, the still small voice comes. It is also true, however, that the Lord does come in a whirlwind. Please read Isaiah 66, 15-16. Isaiah is speaking of the last days. For behold, the Lord will come with fire and with his chariots like a whirlwind to render his anger with fury and his rebuke with flames of fire. For by fire and by his sword will the Lord plead with all flesh, and the slain of the Lord shall be many. However, here I would like to share an experience my father had. My father was quietly pious. He kept scriptures by his bed, which he read every night. He and mother were living in Charlotte, North Carolina, when Hurricane Hugo hit. Charlotte was a couple of hundred miles inland, and the hurricane had degraded into a tropical storm. Still, the winds were very violent. It shook his old house and tried to tear his roof off. Frightened, my father got down on his knees by his bed and prayed. He said a great peace came over him, so he went back to sleep. The next morning, he discovered that the roof of his house was destroyed, and broken limbs cluttered his yard, and there was a huge mess. However, my mother and father were unharmed, and insurance paid for the damage. That has become a symbol for me. Even while the violent winds were raging, peace came to his heart, and he was able to sleep just like the Savior in the famous scene on the sea when the boat was filling with water. Jesus commanded the wind and the waves, Peace, be still. What the Savior does to the winds outside, he can do to the violent storms raging in our hearts if we let the Spirit in. Sometimes when the winds and earthquakes and fires come, we must hold on. Consider the strong wind, which could be a hurricane, a tornado, or simply a very severe storm. Not as a wind, but as a succession of personal tragedies, equal to those things. Sometimes sorrow follows sorrow, and grief follows grief, until it seems that sorrow will never end, making death an attractive alternative. A friend of mine, devastated by divorce that had occurred years before, said to me that she was getting better. She was down to crying only once a day. We seek peace from the Lord, but we are not always prepared to hear His voice. Rather than peace, still through no fault of our own, another tragedy sometimes comes compared to an earthquake. Again, rather than peace, a third tragedy strikes compared to a great fire. I remember a little ditty you wrote. Evil often travels in threes, once to drive us to confusion, twice to create a delusion, 
and thrice to drive us to our knees. Sometimes we can't hear the voice of the Lord because of our grief, despair, frustration, anger, weeping, etc. We are immobilized by fear or other strong emotions. After all, the tragedies were not of our doing, and we began to question the Lord. Notice that even though the Lord passed by, the still small voice comes after a great and strong wind, after an earthquake, and after a fire. The Lord was there all the time. Please read Psalms 23, 4-6. Most people can quote the 23rd Psalm. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil, my cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. The still small voice is peace and the Holy Ghost. In 1 Corinthians 12:3, Paul says, Wherefore I give you to understand that no man speaking by the Spirit of God calleth Jesus accursed, and that no man can say that Jesus is the Lord but by the Holy Ghost. In Job we learn that inspiration comes through the Spirit. In Job 32.8 we read, But there is a Spirit in man, and the inspiration of the Almighty giveth them understanding. Paul writing to Timothy said, All scripture is given by inspiration of God. It appears that the primary message is that God speaks to the heart in a quiet voice and not to the ear always or to the eyes in thunder and lightning. Now imagine in the words of David that you commune with your own heart upon your bed and be still. Your eyes then turn away from the strong wind, the earthquake and the fire and toward the Lord in gratitude for what you have and only then are you prepared to hear him. It is then that you are led beside the still waters. The psalmist give us a clue. Even though the storm is raging, the earth beneath our feet is shaking and the fire seems to be consuming us, the Lord counsels, Be still and know that I am God. Then after the wind... After the earthquake, and after the fire, a still, small voice. In Proverbs we read, Trust in the Lord with all thine heart, and lean not unto thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy paths. Proverbs 3.6 He directs us out of the strong wind, the earthquake, and the fire. King David counsels, Wait on the Lord. Be of good courage, and he shall strengthen thy heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. Thank you for listening. Watch for our next podcast. In Defense of Christianity is available at RonaldMesser.com.